hit me bro oh my goodness guys i'm so sorry about jacob welcome back to front sight today's episode is no pain no game and we're here with jacob miller with hey. my face is numb How's sorry it? sorry about that <laughs> i i forgive you man did, did you it's, say no pain no game or no pain game, no game game, game. Oh, okay so like jacob thank you remember for his face me. is numb <laughs> Thank you for hating me, Jacob. I feel like I've gained a lot now. Yeah, yeah, that's that was the purpose. Thank you so much. I think you might have misunderstood the meaning of this podcast, <laughs> but that's okay. Oh, what is it about? Though? Well, well, well. Hold on. Let me welcome everybody. Let me. I I haven't done my welcomes yet. Say right, everyone. Right. Say this is Jacob. Hey, hey. This is Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just just in case you needed Ouch. another one. That one. <laughs> Thank you, Rodney. I'm gaining a lot now. <laughs> Oh, how funny. And Pastor Ron in the house. Hello, hello. There's a lot of pain happening around here. <laughs> Do they need to call the 1-800 number? Oh, my gosh. Oh, Do my it. gosh. 1-800-411. Oh, my gosh. You guys. I So that is the title, No Pain, No Gain. Um, I don't know if the Marine Corps came up with that slogan or somebody had it, but uh, it's on a shirt that I have, you know, that says uh, pain is weakness leaving the body. Um, you know, I love that shirt and, but all right, so here's what we want to talk today about the truth about your pain. Why, why this topic? Why that title? The truth about your pain. Well, men like to think they're strong, but to be honest, at least in my house, my girls are probably 10 times stronger than me in most areas of life. Mm. Yeah. Like one, I do not know how a woman can carry a baby for, for nine months and then go to delivery. I don't know how they do that. Like, just talking to my my uh, oldest daughter, Rayleigh, and, of course, Raina, watching them experience pain. Like, honestly, I come in and I'm like, I'm hurting and and or whatever. And and, I, and I, later I watch them go through stuff, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I felt horrible for complaining that, like, I stumped my toe. Oh. And, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah, my yeah. level of pain. Like, their level of pain is – but it's it's not just physical. It's emotional. Um, I think they can handle so much more than guys. Here's why I say that. Um, as men, I, we want to come across that we can handle pain effectively, but to be honest, I don't think we know the truth about what pain does for us. Like, what is pain has a purpose, is what I'm trying to say. Mm. And often we try to ignore it. There's a myth. Maybe you've never heard it, maybe you've never said it, but it just sort of quietly exists. Uh, there's a myth that says if I ignore my pain, it will go away. That's yeah. sort of a myth that's out there. Like if I just ignore it, um, it's going to go away. So I was pastoring a church, and we were in, it was in San Diego, and there was a SEAL team that was um, sort of attached to our not attached. They attended our church, and well, the, the Navy SEAL doctor that was assigned to them, um, I made the mistake of complaining one day. We were standing oh. there Sunday. Oh yeah, it was a Sunday afternoon, and it was after church. We're having a little fellowship, and. And we were talking about doing some workouts and stuff. And I was like, man, I think I, I messed something up because I can barely lift my arm above my head kind of a thing. And all of a sudden, he takes his finger <gasps> and jams it right where I said it was hurting. 
And I went, oh, oh man, just what you did. No. And I was like, I was like, what? I was like, what? Why did you do that? And he goes, well, if I don't know where it hurts, I don't know where to treat it. Oh my gosh. And I thought. No wonder you're a Navy SEAL doctor. Thank you so much. But I mean, I understood his point. I was like, that's actually a good point. Yeah. Like if I was, if I would have said I'm in pain, mm. he would have begun asking questions like where, mm. what happened. But since I kind of pointed in the general direction and then he just pressed his finger and he goes, all right. So he's like, it's not here. It's not there. It's not here. It's not there. It's there. And he goes, so here's what I think happened. Blah, blah, blah. If, if I would have ignored the pain, I would have thought it would have gone away. No, no, no. There's a myth. Mm. So now listen, God is going to use pain in your life. He yeah. either allows it or he architects it. And so, again, we want to make sure guys are dialed in and men are strong. So let's just jump right at this topic and hit it head on like that Navy SEAL doctor did. He stuck his finger right where it hurt. Let's go into this. All right, here's the truth. The truth about your pain. Well, here's the truth. Pain is absolutely a tool that God uses for good. It's absolutely a tool that God uses for good. Jesus said this, he said in John 13, you don't realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking to his disciples, he was about to, you know, go go to Jerusalem. You don't know what I'm what I'm going, what I'm doing. Like it's not gonna make sense to you. But later you're gonna understand this. So let, so how in the world does God even use um, pain for good. Well, honestly, in a lot of areas that we understand this in athletics, in a lot of other areas, we understand this in our marriage. But here's my point. Let me just cut right to the chase and get to the end. I want guys not just to be able to suck it up and deal with it. That's yeah. not what I'm going through. But I want them, I want them to identify their pain and not shrink mm. behind it, with it, or because of it. Yeah. I have a lot of guys that just are not willing to face some issues. Face the issue that I am a procrastinator, that I do have an anger issue. And because they're not addressing the pain that's causing anger, the pain that's causing procrastination, the pain that's causing my lack of communication to my wife, I need to put my finger on it and identify it. Like, why is God causing this to happen in my life? Number one, he does it to push me along. Mm-hmm. Mm. I cannot stand the dentist. Like, <laughs> I, I will avoid, seriously, I will avoid yeah. the dentist at all costs. Yeah. So you absolutely have to go. You just said it. Now, is that not what pain does? Pain gets, like if Raina were to say, um, and she has, like I've scheduled you a dentist appointment, I actually cancel them. I do. Oh. And she's like, it's just a cleaning. And I'm like, I I don't care. Like they hurt me every time. Yeah. So they hurt you in a cleaning. I'm like, I don't, yes, I don't care who they are. And and so listen, I'm I'm the world's biggest wimp when it comes to dentistry. Like I literally would, I would be dropped into a pit of cobras, I think, and try to wrestle them before I go to the to the. I, I mean that, like I really mean. So, but here's my point: when I've had pain, tooth pain so bad that when the pain overrides the fear, like Rodney said, when it gets to the point you have to go. Mm. John Maxwell, I think, was the one that said something like this: "We often don't change until we feel the heat." Most people don't change when they see the light, like education. Yeah. Most people don't change when they hear the truth. Most people change when the heat is on. Yeah. So, but so that's what God does. God knows, look, I've tried to speak logically to you. I've tried to speak spiritually to you. I've spoken to you in your devotional. I've spoken to you from your wife. Friends around you have kind of hinted at it. You're just not hearing me. So at this point, I'm going to allow where you're headed to bring you to a moment of pain. Now, here's where guys miss it. I'm telling you, this is where they miss it. 
even in their their unwillingness to listen to God and all those attempts that he called out, they get to pain, you would think they would go, okay, I'm listening now. What yeah. do they do? They whine about it. Mm-hmm. Mm. They whine like, why am I here? What's going on? I'm a bad dad. Like, I'm just telling you, I've been there. Okay, they want instead of recognizing that God's using it to push them along, they they whine about it. Listen to Proverbs twenty thirty. Sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways. Usually, it's not until we hit the bottom. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's my point. Let's quit waiting till we get to the bottom. Right. Let's identify pain before we ever get there. Okay. Like the prodigal son said, he spent everything he had. Now listen, he was hungry. At last he came to his senses and said, I'll get up and go to my father. Let's not let's not wait till we arrive in the pig pen and we're eating pig's food that we realize I need to do something. Let's as guys, let's learn how to identify pain and what what is God doing? God uses it to push me along. Here's number two: God uses pain to guide me. Mm-hmm. So, yes, if I'm not listening, God's going to allow the pain of my decisions to come in and push me along, like, okay, something needs to... But now he's going to use it to guide me. Psalm 119. It was the best thing that could have ever happened to me, for it taught me to pay attention to your laws. Mm. Wow. So pain not only pushes you along, like wakes you up, in other words, but pain also is used to got like like a bit in a horse's mouth. Yeah. Horse doesn't like that bit. No. I don't know if you've ever tried to put one in a horse's mouth. He doesn't want it. You wouldn't want it. But it guides him. It gets our attention. It's, somebody said this. Um, I think it was C.S. Lewis. He said, God whispers in our pleasures. He shouts in our pain. Mm. Wow. In other words, when we're in pain, there are things about the Word of God that just stand out to us that we would have never seen before. Yeah. Literally talking to a guy just days ago. He said, I've read this verse all my life, but because of what's happening right now, I've never seen this verse this way. Wow. Literally, what he said. Yeah. Wow. And I'm like, well, that's it. God uses pain um, to guide me. Hebrew, Hebrews 12 says it this way: Let God train you, for He is doing what any loving father does for his children. Whoever heard of a child who was never corrected? Mm. In other words, God comes in and right just uses pain to to correct and take us along. Let me remind you while we're listening, while we're talking about this, because guys often wait till they get to a painful spot. But instead of responding to it and treating it, they whine about it. Oh, and it just gets worse. And it just gets worse. Yeah. Okay, so you and I need to know how God is using pain. No pain, literally no pain, no gain, but what is the truth about it? Here's another one. God uses pain to actually measure me. Hmm. All right, so I think it was Corey Ten Boom who said it or somebody. I don't know, George Washington or somebody said, God will never put on us more than we can handle. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't subscribe to that one. It, it, right, right. Now, I know what they're trying to say. They're trying to say that no matter what spot we're in, the grace of God comes in and strengthens, restores, confirms, and establishes Second Peter. I get it. And I know that's what they're trying to say. But if you were sitting down beside Job, and I'm in my office right now, and I'm looking at the portrait of Job and his three friends and his wife, mm-hmm. if you were sitting down with Job and you said that statement, Job would be like, oh, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Like, like, I can't take the uh-uh. death of my family. I can't take the no. losing all my possessions. What what, what, do you, yeah. what, do you, what does this mean? How much further is this going? Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I get what they're saying, but again, here, here's what I'm trying to say. God often uses pain as a measuring tool. Yeah. 
mm. to just to find out like what we're ready for, what we're not ready for. Um, but it helps God also see what's on the inside of us. So I didn't learn that about the Marine Corps boot camp until maybe like phase two, mm. that a lot of what they were doing was just trying to find out. Mm-hmm. Like it was stupid stuff they were doing, and I thought it was stupid, but I had no idea that the stupid had a really good purpose. Find out like, all right, what, what's down inside this guy? How are they going to emotionally respond? How are they going to respond within the group of others? Like what what can they handle? What can they not handle? God's the same way. Yeah, and bro, literally it can also help you understand where you are 100%. Like if you pay attention to it, you can you can better understand yourself by paying attention to the pain that you're going through. 100%. I guess that's the comment I made I meant when I said like my girls can handle. I wasn't necessarily trying to puff them up. I mean, I was, but like I I use them as a measuring tool. I'm like, "Well, how come I don't respond that way?" Mm. What makes them respond that way? Like yeah. where are we at? Like we were, I was in the kitchen the other day with Rayleigh and I forgot exactly what I said, but I remember how she responded. Uh, I said something like, man, you handled that. Like, I don't know how you went through that. And she goes, I went back to my dance days, and all they drilled into me was like, you know, how to miss. She goes, I had to go into that spot, that zone, where I had to get my head ready. And I'm like, wow. So I, I actually, you know, look at her, uh, my girls, as an example. The Bible tells us God uses pain like a refining fire. You know, he says basically as we, we come in as metal that's untested. And as, as God is the refiner and he puts the fire of painful situations around us, he strips away all the unnecessary dirty stuff hmm. so that he can see his own reflection in us. In other words, pain is there to allow God to burn off stuff that doesn't need to be in our life. That's good. Yeah. When we ignore it, the stuff's still there. Mm-hmm. If some God, people build it back. They, yeah. Some people, after God cleans it up, <laughs> they... They so go back just... and rebuild the mess. <laughs> Man, that's a that's a that's a really that's a really good point. That's a really good I point. I say some people, I think everybody has some by human nature because yeah. uh, we we struggle with uh ourselves and, and God being an authority, but like this is I put this this way for a reason, God. So if you would just this just <laughs> oh. Hundred yeah. percent. No. Yeah. Okay. So I, I thought about this, and it kind of accentuates your point a lot. So I think a lot, the, re, the reason why we do is we're, we're very concerned about image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the right, we don't want people to know that I'm actually I have some weak spots. Well, after we've kind of got through that painful little scenario, and I uh, I kind of build it back because I think that's part of my image. Have you ever noticed this? At least it's about me. Like. Whenever you get the flu, have you ever had the flu like it really just knocked you out? Like, yeah. you didn't care how you looked when you had the flu. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's true. So before the flu, we care about how we look. But when you get the flu, you're like, I, 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 nope, I don't feel. That's what pain does. Pain strips away that stuff that we've built mm. on us mm. that's more of a facade. And God says, let's just take a moment here and strip some of this stuff away. Yeah, and but that's a good point, Rodney. A lot of times, we, unfortunately, we we put it back. Listen to the Bible. Isaiah forty eight says, "I have tested you in the furnace of affliction." Do you know wow. that was the very first sermon I ever preached? It's wow, right there under the stack of black Bibles, right there. Somebody handed me a book when I was called into ministry entitled "The Furnace of Affliction." Mm. I have it in my li- the the second library over there, and that was the first sermon I ever preached. Mm. Um, of how God takes us and is going to be stripping away and refining what was what we built mm. in our life and removing what He wants built. James one, 
tests and challenges come at you from all sides. Anybody in their truck, in their car, in their minivan want to identify with that right now? <laughs> right? Like, it's yeah, Patron, yeah. it's hitting me. My kid, from, from kids to health to in-laws to, to outlaws to bills to you name it. Like, I'm getting hit on every area. But listen, he finishes. And you know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> what? Wow. wow. I love that verse. <clears throat> Excuse me. I love that verse. Listen to Deuteronomy 8. God's talking about the Israelites. He says, God led you through the wilderness for 40 years, humbling you and testing you to find out how you would respond and whether or not you would really obey him. Mm. God uses pain to just measure us. That's what we're talking about, right? How to how to measure us. So don't don't always avoid the pain because if you don't know if, if, if you don't know your own measurements, you won't know how to withstand things when they come. Mm. So I was talking to somebody the other day and, and about how much you know material has to, has to be produced in ministry. And um, I said, to be honest with you, there are seasons when it's tough right now because you know you're writing sermons and you're writing podcasts and you're writing stuff for training pastors and just everything mm. else. And I said, but I can remember when I first started ministry, we had to preach Sunday morning was one sermon series. Sunday night was a separate sermon yeah. series. What? Wednesday night was a separate deeper yeah. sermon series. Oh, my gosh. And the, on top of that, when I was doing that, I was getting my master's degree and my doctorate degree. So on top of that, there's all of that. That's wow. insane. So there was a time when Sunday night church ceased, and I felt like I had an extra 15 hours yeah. I gained in that week. I was like, what in the world? Yeah. Now I understood how people would write books or they would produce podcasts because I wasn't doing so many other things. My my point and all that, I was able to use that, be honest, painful time of producing as a measurement. I'm like, well, if I could do three different studies then, I can still do Sunday morning, and I can do this podcast, I can do this podcast. I'm just replacing what was Sunday night and Wednesday night with other things. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I'd already been measured, so now I knew how to put in its place. So here's the point in the Israelites. They kept doing laps around the desert yeah. for 40 years. It was a journey that should have lasted two weeks. They, they failed the measurement test over and over and over. Right. Mm-hmm. The more you ignore pain, the more you're going to repeat the same problems over and over and over. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, you never fail a test with God. Did you know that? He just keeps giving you the same test over and over and over and over until you pass. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Some people have been mm. taking the same test 50 years. Wow. Because they don't let a Navy doctor put their finger in their shoulder and cause pain. But anyway, <laughs> here's, the, here's the next one. God uses pain to God uses pain to actually guard me. Yeah. Have you ever thought about it that way? Do you ever seen pain as a guard? Wow. I've never thought about it like that, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's like a safety mechanism in some sort, like in nature. Well, I yeah. mean, how many how many stories do you hear people saying, "No, I, you know, I was, I, I tripped, I hurt myself, went in for a, a CT or Ooh. an MRI, and then they found this other thing I never would know was yeah. there." Oh, yeah, keep going with that. Yeah, I mean, it happened with a with my one of my grandmothers, and she mm. literally fell down the stairs, and then they found out she had a tumor. Wow! In her head from that. Oh my gosh! At the time, you're thinking she's elderly. Fall is not good. Right, falling is not good for the elderly, but right. it turned out like okay, so if that that will. Yeah. How many times? You're right. How many times have I heard that in ministry? If it weren't for this incident, they wouldn't have found the tumor, the heart condition, the mm. cancer, the. 
Yeah, exactly. Okay, so and pain- you can just plug anything in life. Yeah, I mean, take the take the medical or healthcare conditions. If if I wouldn't have mm. gone through this experience, I never would have. I mean, exactly. we all have right. a million of those stories. Yeah, one hundred percent. Listen to the Book of Genesis. You know this character. He said, "You intended to harm me, but God intended it for mm. good." Story of Joseph. Yeah. Now, I want to mention this because it's, I think it's worthy of a future sermon. I don't have time to develop into it. But if you study um, Joseph, so he was thrown into the prison, uh, the pit. He was abandoned by his brothers, told his father, you know, fake blood, goat's blood, that his, his favorite son was dead. And then, of course, he's in Pharaoh's house, and, um, you know, he, he becomes second command through the famine and all that, forgives his brothers, making the story really short. But did you know that later on he had two sons called Manasseh and Ephraim? Have you ever studied what Manasseh and Ephraim mean? Manasseh means he made me to forget, and Ephraim means fruitful or successful. Success. <laughs> huh. Wow. Okay, let me go back and read the verse. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. Wow. Yeah. How often do we hang on to pain? Instead of naming it Manasseh, he made me to forget, we keep remembering it. Mm. I say, God uses pain to actually guard me. Joseph was able to look back and say, "Okay, God, I, I, I still may I, I may not for, be able to recall everything that went through that, but you made me forget it, and out of that, I am fruitful and successful. Mm. Never forget that. If you actually pay attention to the pain that God God is causing in your life, it may be there to just guard you and protect you from that. I've heard so many folks like Rodney mention, you know, um, if if I wasn't for this little car wreck or a flat tire." Later down the road on the highway, there's a major accident. At first, I was mm. mad because I had a flat tire, but then I thought I could have been in that. Ma- How many times has God used pain to sort of guard um, or protect? Here's another one. God uses pain to actually grow me. Yeah. You may have felt like we've already said that, but that's kind of why I think this is the last point. I think that's why it's the last point. Because in all of that, remember, we're talking about the truth about your pain. I'm making this short and simple for guys. Because a lot of times we think to talk about my pain is not being a man, and we think I'm supposed to ignore my pain. When I'm not mm-hmm. called to ignore my pain, I'm actually called to say, why is this in my life? Yeah. James 1.4, for when the way is rough, your patience has a chance to grow. I'm going to read this verse slow. Mm-hmm. When the re- way is rough, your patience has a chance to grow. So let it grow, and don't try to squirm out of your problems. <laughs> wow. Then you will be ready for anything... Watch, listen, strong in character, full and complete. Mm. That's a pretty big I love James. Promise. Yeah. There's, he's so to the point. <laughs> Half brother of Jesus. He witnessed Jesus squirm, if you will, like the Lord's Prayer, you know. Um, he, he watched his own half brother. And here he is telling you and I, don't walk away from pain. He literally watched his half brother pray. If you can let this cup pass from me, do it. But there's no other way your will be done. Like Jesus was the greatest example of, you know, surrendering to God's will in this life. Okay, so let me just get this, let me get practical with this. You may think the issue that you're having with your 13 year old is because they're in their quote unquote normal teenage years, which that's a whole nother podcast. Okay. Oh, man. 
You may think that's just a stage. Maybe God is causing that pain in your life or in their life or y'all's life together as a relationship to forge that relationship even better. Mm, yeah. But you're avoiding it or you're yelling through it or you're ignoring it rather than letting something be forged out of it. You, you may feel like your marriage is in a stalemate right now, and, and you may want to ignore the pain of certain things. Like, I, yeah, let's be honest. Like, if your marriage is struggling, it's painful to go back to a spouse that you feel like is not listening or doesn't care, or it might turn argumentative, or they may nitpick, or as one guy said, they may become historical on you. Like, they'll re- recall every thing you've ever mm. done. So you'd rather just avoid it altogether mm. rather than don't try to squirm out of it because what God is doing in your pain is he's trying to make you strong in character to become full and complete. Yeah. The Bible says this, so don't try to get out of anything prematurely. This is another version of that James 1.4. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you can become mature. I'm just telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. Two things that we know psychologically and in both biblically. Um, one, when trauma happens to a child, and trauma can be bullying. Um, you know, there's levels of trauma is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. But let's just take, for instance, when trauma happens to a child in a, in a family, at the age that that child experienced the trauma, there are some things that stopped in their development for that moment. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So let's say if bullying happened to a child at the age of nine, um, if it scarred them enough that there's enough trauma, to some extent some developmental processes that should have happened did not complete themselves. Yeah. And that's why you still see, like, let's say a 35-year-old man in some instances acting like a Mm nine-year-old because it, it didn't complete the Bible says that. The Bible also tells you and I that if we don't allow it, if we don't allow ourselves to grow through the pain, can we just be honest right now? None of us like pain. Mm-hmm. None yeah. of us. I mean, we'd rather run from it, ignore it, and just yeah, pray that it goes away. But sometimes pain is is you. The Bible's telling you right now, let it do its work so you can become mature and well-developed. Somebody said this, pain is actually the high cost of growth. Yeah. Yeah. Meaning no pain. Literally, no gain. It makes me also think about something you say on Sundays very often is sometimes you're suffering or sometimes your pain isn't even for you, but that's also an opportunity to grow. Exactly. Mm. So while while you're suffering and you come to the realization, like that develops patience, that develops trust, it develops other attributes that are important that you may be lacking as well, so your suffering really isn't for you because there's something else that was needed, but it's also for you. Exactly. Yeah. It helps you grow closer with God yeah. yes. through it. Exactly. And it's like what you're also trying to say is like it may not just be for you. Somebody's watching you go through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's not always just about you. Um, First Corinthians, this happens so we might learn to trust not in ourselves, but in God. All right, so here, here's what I want to hone on before we close. The very thing that discourages you the most, God uses to develop you the most. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So what do we want to do when we're discouraged? What, what, what do we want to do with that thing that we're discouraged by? Mm. What do we often want to do with that? Put it in a box, 
Give it to UPS and send it to Zimbabwe. Exactly. Get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, ignore it. Yeah. Hide it. Suppress it. Was talking to somebody the other day, and I said, this isn't all that's taking place. But I said, have you ever tried to play the game in the pool where you take the pool ball, the big old pool ball, and you try to see who can keep it underwater the longest? Yeah. And eventually it just, boom, you know, mm, it comes yeah. up. What you're trying to do right now with what's happened, you're trying to prep push it underwater, mm-hmm. and it keeps coming up, boom, and mm-hmm. that was not the goal. The goal, that ball was not meant to be underwater. It was meant to be on top of it, but you just keep trying to push it down. Yeah. So what happens with pain is we try to disregard it, push it away, get rid of it, hide it, not think about it, not understanding that the very thing that's causing disappointment in your life may be the thing God uses to develop you. Stop. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know who's going to mention this, but I'm telling you right now, this is for somebody. Right now, your wife is discouraging you, and you want to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. You want to hide. You want to walk away. Wow. You're basically saying your marriage is done. But it may just be that your wife is in your life to develop you, hmm. heavenly sandpaper. But it's overwhelming you right now, and you're like, I got, and, and, and you need to see why. Why is this happening in your marriage? Raina and I, I can't tell you how many times it's been peaks and valleys. I mean, it's that's, that's the point of marriage is, yeah. mm-hmm. is walking up and down those uh, up and down those valleys and those moments and those mountains. I'm just telling you right now, there's some there is. I'm not a prophet. Please don't listen to me. I'm not saying hmm. right now there's somebody in a red dress <laughs> walking down the street and God has a. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm just telling you right now, you think your wife is the source of discouragement. But God is actually using what is coming from and around and near your wife to possibly develop you, and you could be missing that. Whoa. Wow. How many times have I thought that about Raina? Like, beyond, like I'm like, honey, I, I don't know. Like, I've literally asked Raina, I said, I need you to quit praying these specific <laughs> prayers for me. Yeah. <laughs> I have. Like, because every time you do, I go through H-E double hockey sticks. Mm. And, you know, lovingly, jokingly, we say that. And she knows that. She knows what I'm talking about. She listens to these podcasts every Tuesday when they come out. So she knows that. She's laughing right now. She's listening to this. I know she is. <laughs> but but she understands what I'm saying, that that Raina's praying that, but if I'm not careful, I can see Raina as the source of it rather than the reason God is using to develop me. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that uh, coworker beside you that absolutely bugs the fire out of you. God may be using that coworker um, to develop you. Maybe it's your overall job. Maybe it's your boss. Uh, maybe it's an employee. Maybe it's somebody's voice in your life that you just discount, that you don't understand. Maybe it's a book that you're reading. There have been so many times where I look at things and I'm like, God, why is this even in my life? And it may not be for months or years later that I understand why. It wasn't about me consuming it. It was about it developing me. Wow. You can't miss that. Listen to the Bible. Has all your painful experience brought you nowhere? That's a question, by the way. Second Corinthians. Now I'm glad, not because it hurt you, but because the pain turned you to God. Yeah, man that that actually makes that actually reminds me. Just and also, you're talking about things that are going on. I mean, we, we're seeing it around church, but uh, you know, it's really easy for us to also make comparisons when we're in the midst of pain like that, and then we try to validate. Well. You know, let's say you're getting feedback, and you're really frustrated with that feedback. So you're going, it's not like I'm 
X, Y, or Z. Oh, yeah. I come yeah. home at night, right? I I, I do oh, yeah. dishes. I do these other things, and but that's not the standard. Right. The world standard is not where we're held accountable. We're supposed to be drifting that attention to the godly standard, and mm-hmm. that's a lot deeper. That's yeah. Uh, you know, having discipline in yourself. That's how you direct energy yes. and and attitude towards your children and your wife and. And so you, yeah. it's a lot bigger than just comparing yourself to another standard to try to escape the pain. And 100%. Yeah, 100%. Like, okay, to be honest, go back to that opening story. Did I regret when I said, hey, uh, Mark, my shoulder hurts? Yeah, did I immediately regret <laughs> when he stuck his finger four inches into my shoulder? I did. Like, I'm never telling that guy anything else. But afterwards, I'm like, I'm glad I did. I mean, I did. I was like, I'm glad because now I know exactly where it hurts. If I would have never done that, he would have never done that. So exactly. None of us want to pay attention to pain. We want it to go away. None of us want that in our life. I mean, it's sort of built into us to run from it. I get that, right? But understand that God might just be using that pain. But overall, you have to see this. The very thing that right now might be discouraging you is going to be the thing God uses to develop you the most. Yeah. Somebody said it this way, God does not waste a hurt. Mm. Mm. He does not waste a hurt. Now, that hurt may have been caused by someone else. It may have been caused by your own decisions. We live in a sinful, fallen world, so we're going to run into bad decisions other people make. Yeah. And it's not like God God didn't see that. Our marriage is going to get in a rut. Relationships are going to get in ruts. Things are going to happen. And just trust me, if you're experiencing pain right now, Go back and just ask, God, are you, are you using it to, to push me along, to guide me, to measure me, uh, to guard me, or to grow me? Like, mm. you have to ask those questions. Nothing, these things aren't happening to you by accident. Remember, yeah. it's either Father allowed or Father architected. Here's the last verse that I want to leave with you in this episode. If you are suffering according to God's will, keep on doing what is right and trust yourself to the God who made you. Here it is, for he will never fail you. Boom. Mm, That's good. Wow. No doubt life's going to be painful. No doubt marriage is going to be difficult. No doubt life's going to bring some some, some pain, right? The truth about your pain is God's going to use it, and he wants to use it because he wants to develop you, and it's going to make us stronger men um, as we work our way through that. Well, not that I'm overly concerned about time, but I'm looking at it. We were like 33 minutes. To be honest, I am just trying to test the waters out here to see what your endurance is Hmm. on podcast listening and development. But uh, we do want to be good with your time, and we are so, so thankful for you guys listening today. Remember, remember, we're going to be sending out a form for you to ask questions and uh, to submit those questions to us. We want to be able to uh, answer them and discuss them online. Not sure how many we'll be able to answer when we get get them, right? If it's one question that could take us 10 minutes, we may only deal with one. If we get three and we can just rattle off some answers really quick, quick. but we want to hear from you. And so be looking for that. Submit those questions. We want to address those. Other than that, guys out there, we want you to stay focused. We want you to stay faithful. We want you to be fearless. That is Front Sight Ministry. God bless. Be strong. Be courageous. Talk to you soon.